What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Jennifer Brand. I'm your podcast host, bringing words, voice, language, and freedom. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and for being here with me. And if you are returning, thank you for doing so, because that's what makes this podcast what it is. I would like to remind you that the proceeds from this podcast go to supporting Pins to Prison. Pins to Prison is a ministry that serves life, hope, salvation, and prayers in the form of written correspondence to prisoners. That ministry is thriving, it's strong, and we are right in the middle of our holiday blitz. So if you would like to see this mission continue, please click the link on your listening platform that supports this podcast. We want to see more lives continue to be transformed by the power of the written word and you can help that mission be completed. Okay, great. Today, I don't have the energy that I normally have uh, because I am walking through a season of grief in my life. I am processing death as best as it can be processed through life and the loss of life more particularly. If you follow me on social media or even if you don't, uh, this week, well last week actually, about five days ago now, I lost my cousin uh, to a senseless murder. And we can go back and forth about what that means as it relates to how he died and the parameters around death, whatever. But the truth of the matter is that none of the discussion of facts and logistics will bring his life back. And so I was forced to be in this place of understanding what it means to grieve God's way. And I took to the word and I took to some quiet time, a time of reflection. And there are two things that I particularly want to share as it relates to grieving God's way. The first thing that I want to highlight is that I noted that this was my cousin. This was not my brother. This was not my dad. This was not someone in my immediate family. However, the way that my family and our cousins are related and the way we do life, you would think that it was as if it were my brother or someone that was in my immediate family. The reason why I highlight the relationship between myself and my cousin that is now gone on uh, is because I think it's important to highlight relationship and how the place that the person has in your life and what it means can determine the amount of grief that you experience. So let's just backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about what is grief, okay? Grief is deep sorrow. It's it's a lot of sadness, particularly related to the someone's death. You lost someone you love. There's someone in your life and they mean a lot to you. They are significant, a family member, a friend, a friend-like family. They mean a lot to you in some capacity and they are no longer living, meaning that for whatever reason, they lost life. And there has been a lot of life lost this past two years with the pandemic and COVID and things. So I know that there are many people who can relate to the loss of life and grieving and mourning and sorrows and over uh, overwhelming feelings, bouts of anger and frustration and confusion, 
not understanding what this means or how to even go on. Some people will call this season a time of bereavement. And there are a lot of different terminology that we use around death and trying to understand it. And that's why I use that term trying to understand it because it is so final and it's hard really to grasp the finality of death as we are still living, right? So when, when I'm talking about grief, those are the feelings and the experiences that I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tears in the middle of the night, uh, not being able to sleep, uh, not being able to eat, uh, uh, distress and agony, pain in your body. Um, you're miserable. You can never feel satiated or comfortable. You're bothered. You're annoyed. You're vexed about different things. You don't have answers or clarity. So if you have experienced any of these feelings around the loss of someone's life that you love, whether this is something that you've experienced years ago or you like me are within five days of having to accept a new reality, you may have been and could possibly be still grieving. There are some things that happen around grieving that can look a lot like other things such as depression or bitterness. And so we have to be careful that we heal as we grieve and that we move to a healthier place as we process all of these feelings. And I wanted to know, God, what is your way to do this? What is the way that we're supposed to handle this? How can we handle this? How can we fathom this? And what do we do about it? As I'm talking about my cousin, I want you to know that like he was an amazing person. Uh, he's what a lot of people would describe him to be as a gentle giant. Because he was super tall, super big dude. Uh, but he was a lots of fun, lots of laughter. And when I think about grieving God's way, I think about the presence. You guys know I've been studying the soul and, and getting into emotion. So I'm thinking about what comprised of his soul, his personality, uh, his laugh, his smile, the way he hugged you, the way he joked with you, you know, just everything about who he was. And even just having to talk about him in a past tense nature is new for me. And I'm sure that if you've been in a place of grieving, it's new for you as well. So let's get into these two ways that I know that the Lord has led me to grieve his way and also get into what will help you. The reason why I highlight grieving his way, because there's a lot of ways to grieve. There are a lot of ways that are unhealthy. There are a lot of ways that could permanently alter you and permanently damage you and, and shift the trajectory of your destiny based on how you do or do not deal with the feelings that come with grief. And so that's why I really want to put emphasis on grieving God's way, because there are ways that are not healthy and there are ways that seem insurmountable and I want to give you some healthy ways to do so. The first way that I want you guys to think about grief as it relates to grieving God's way is understanding that comfort is available. The Lord does not promise that he's going to bring that person's life back. So we're not even going to get into this on this episode about people being visited in dreams. Those are demons, familiar spirits. Just cancel it right there. If you want me to explain it more to you, I will be glad. Those are familiar spirits. There is a distinction between life on this side and death on the other side. And there is no visitation. There is no uh, connecting with the dead. Uh, th that is not a part of what we believe as believers. All right. So God promises comfort. 
He doesn't promise to bring their life back, but he does promise us comfort. He said he would leave us a comforter who is with us to sustain us and be with us. Um, that comfort can be found in Matthew 5, 4 and Psalm 147, 3. It's one of my favorite verses. The Bible says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. The Bible also says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. God promises that we, that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and that we can cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. The Bible also informs us of death and when saying, you know, everything for everything, there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to born, a time to be born, excuse me, and a time to die. So I really want you to focus in on that. God already has an answer for the hurt that you are experiencing. God is not sitting on his throne thinking like, oh my gosh, they died. What am I going to do? Or oops, I didn't know that they were going to die today. Maybe I should send help. No, he already has everything you need. But remember, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. When you lose somebody that you love, there is a destruction that happens deep to your core and you have to be rescued from that place because if you stay there and if you wallow in that, it will shape your view of reality and it will shape your destiny and and not for the good. Death was never meant to crush you. It was never meant to keep you in that place. And as hard as it feels to wrestle with the new reality that we have as we're grieving, we have to allow the Lord to be our comforter in that space so that we can be saved from the insurmountable weight of what it feels. And also as believers, keep in mind that we have hope. That to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. So we have hope to know that even though that that loved one is not in our physical body, uh, or excuse me, they're not in their physical body, that we that they are present with the Lord, and that is greater than anything that we could ever want for them. And think about this as it relates to how they passed. You know, did they pass via um, like my cousin a senseless murder? Was it an illness? Was it a sick? Was sickness? Was it a car crash? Were they in pain? They are free from all of that hurt. They are free from all of that uh, danger and anxiety and pressure and all of their body systems doing all these crazy things. So remember. You have comfort available to you. No, you will not. We will not get that loved one back, but that's not the comfort that you should be looking for in this place. Now let's look toward the comforter who's the author and the finisher of our faith. And even though we live to see the completion of their life, we know that God is with us and he will carry us through this time. The next thing, that's the first thing. The next thing that God promises us, Romans 12, 15, the Bible says to rejoice with them that rejoice and to weep with them that weep. That means that not only has God sent his supernatural provision of comfort your way and he's stored up a supply of help for you, but he has also commanded other believers to come alongside you in this time and during this time. So not only are you not alone spiritually and you have that reinforcement that you can pull power and strength from, but there should also be a gathering of believers around you supporting you. Think about how we do funerals here in America. We always have people coming over. We always have people with plenty of food, plenty of attention, plenty of support. And I like to uh, make it a point to not only be there as the person is processing up to the funeral in a few days after and then drop them off. No, I make it a point to a year up and after that date. So a year from next Saturday, I still want to be checking on my aunt. I still want to be checking on um, her her children, which is my cousin's remaining siblings, you know, that to me is how you 
mourn with those who are mourning because as you are mourning with them you are recognizing that they are trying to adapt to this new reality you're coming alongside them and helping them as they learn to walk through life without their loved one and that doesn't just take place around the funeral time and around the initial shock or if it wasn't a shock you know around the initial blow to accepting this so that is just a tip that I do but the bible says that we are to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. The weeping, especially after a time of grief. Did you know that in the Old Testament, there were women who were called mourners and they were assigned to um, mourn with other people as they were mourning because mourning is such a weight and it's so heavy. And so if you are somebody who's listening to this podcast and you say, well, I'm not directly dealing with grief right now. I haven't lost anybody near to me in quite some time and I feel in a healthy place. Maybe you can come alongside someone who you know who needs that strength from you who needs that support who needs that uplifting because grieving God's way requires community and your role might be to be a support to the community as many of you may know especially if you're on my email list you know that I canceled the large party because it was scheduled for a day after we got the news about my cousin and I knew there was no way I could go on rejoicing and celebrating, having a good time and, you know, putting forth my best effort to launch this new book when my, my cousin, my family, my aunts, my, my, my other cousins, uh, my siblings, my mom, all of my family is in deep mourning and they're crushed. I, I, I was not there when um, my family gathered, but I just began thinking about how they feel and getting those phone calls and I just did not have it in me I be- to continue in that way. So I believe that my commission as I'm saying this was to weep with those who were weeping. My commission was to be a supportive strength. Even though I was disconnected, I could pray from a different place. So my prayer is that you can find that comfort and also find that community in a way that you need it. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. Thank you so much for helping somebody to grieve God's way. Again, if you know somebody who is grieving, please be a support to them. You can do so by sharing this podcast and you can also do so by applying the wisdom that's in this podcast in small and large ways. There's so many ways that we can support people in the ways that they want to be supported. So please think creatively, allow Holy Spirit to download in you how to support someone. And if you are one needing that support, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I need help. Hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I I need you to just come sit silently with me. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to give solutions. You don't have to give me false hope. Just sit with me. And I'm telling you, those things mean the world, especially to someone who just lost someone they love. So until next time, guys, thank you so much for being understanding for me during this time and my family's time. And we appreciate all of your prayers. Um, We love you guys. And until next time, guys, I love y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease.